Hello and welcome to episode 137 of Level Up, 60 minutes of live Q&A where your questions, chat and votes drive the show. And a warm welcome to everyone joining us on LinkedIn and YouTube today. Let us know your name and where you're joining from. We love to hear from you and get everyone involved. My name is Stefan Brendel and I'm the EMEA Regional Lead at APMG. Our social team are online and will post a link to the chat to vote up the questions that you would most like answered and, of course, to add your own. We live stream Mondays at 8 a.m. and Fridays at 2 p.m. UK time to both YouTube and LinkedIn. If your question is selected, your name will appear in the credits at the end of the show, so get yours in early and stay with us to see that happen. Today, we're talking about how to become a project manager, and in particular about your career path and how to extend your skills. Project management exists as a discipline since the late 1950s, and despite well-established procedures and methods, is always facing new challenges. Joining us today are a very experienced panel. They have provided their expertise on previous shows, so let me introduce them to you. Hello, panel. We're starting with Chris Evan, who joins us from Oxford. Chris is an executive chairman at Provic Limited, a UK-based project management training consulting company. He's also managing partner at his own transformation and change consulting practice and is a mentor at Syriza, a US-based leadership development company. Chris has led complex change and transformation programs in the UK, the US, and Europe across multiple industries. Prior to establishing his own consulting business, he held senior executive positions at UK and US corporations. Wow. Welcome, Chris. I'm really looking forward to a, a lively discussion today. So um, let's go. Thanks, Chris. Next on our panel is Ashish Garg from Delhi. He's a business leader with 21 years in the IT services industry, leading technology delivery for Fortune 500 clients. He has also explored the arena of transformation and process excellence and worked a few large accounts to help optimize operations. Welcome, Ashish. Thank you, Stefan. And uh, you know, looking forward to a good discussion today morning. All right. Thanks, Ashish. And on the panel is Joseph okay. Hernandez. From, he's joining us from Perth in Australia. Joseph is a portfolio program project management professional with 20 years ICT experience across the public and private sector. He's working with Australian federal government agencies and leading global organizations. He brings a balanced approach to project management using okay. logical and pragmatic approaches to engage people and deliver business outcomes for clients. Welcome back on the panel, Joseph. Thank you very much for having me here today. It's a pleasure. All right. And um, <clears throat> completing our panel today is Tomasz Manugiewicz. He's joining us from Krakow. He's the general manager of Grand Parade in Poland, an engineer at heart and is speaker by passion. He has been in the IT sector since 2006 when he started as an engineering manager 
and helped to create the first Polish online banking system. He also worked for international global corporations, including the banking and ICT telecom sectors. Witam Tomasz. Hey, Stefan. Hey, all. Nice to uh, meet you. And nice to hear all of you panelists. And Stefan, I'm um, surprised and proud about your pronunciation of Polish uh, greetings. <laughs> yeah, I, I know your country a bit, but um, <laughs> audience, did I promise too much about a very experienced panel? <clears throat> they, there we go. We also have, as a question master today, my colleague Charlotte Miller, who's joining us from Reading in the United Kingdom. Hello, Charlotte. And may we have our first question, please. You certainly can. Thank you, Stefan. Hi, panelists, and hi to our live viewers. Um, our first question for this morning, or oh, well, today's show, is from John Evans. John asks, what are appropriate entry-level avenues into being a project manager? All right. Um, Chris, why don't you start us off with this question? Okay, well, if I... Um just for this question, focus on the UK. Um, there is an entry level, which is uh, the Associate Project Management Apprenticeship. I'm not too sure if that happens in the rest of the world, but um, it is a government-funded um, sort of route into becoming a project manager. Um, it's anything from a 13-month to a 24-month apprenticeship, but at the end of it, you have a qualification and you're on the, the ladder um, to go through all the way through to chartership or any way you want to go. All right, thanks. And um, Joseph, how about your thoughts? Oh, thank you for that. Uh, Australia is a different playing field to most of the other countries that I've been into. There's a balance of qualifications and experience required for the market entry levels. So one of the avenues that we like to talk about here is becoming a project support officer. So assist a project manager for a few months, anything between six to 18 months is enough to get a feel for the role and under the direction and protection of your project manager who's supervising you. And that gives you the experience whilst you start gaining the knowledge. Usually during this period, we get people to do a PRINCE2 qualification or a PMP certification. CAPM as well is available here. Um, a lot of people also opt for a diploma in project management, which, which goes for about 18 months of um, assignments that they actually complement with their work experience. So they need to talk about the job they do to answer those questions in the assignments and build up their profile in that way. So at the end of the first year and a half, you already have experience and qualifications. So it's a good avenue to get into. All right. Probably a good avenue is also to have some appetite for, for being a project manager. Um, but I, I would like to know what Ashish is thinking about the avenues. Yeah, thanks, Stefan. And kind kind of aligned to what uh, you know Joseph said. So typically, you start off being a project management analyst or a PMO uh, member, which is where you get to learn the basics, and you have a mentor, or you have a you know you work with somebody who's senior and who's been in the project management field for some time, and you learn the ropes. You get the basics of you know understanding what the life cycle is for project management and understanding the templates, etc. So that's your foundation, and that's how you build on. Uh, you know to become a project manager. All right. Thanks, Ashish. And uh, Tomas, you would like to add something? 
Yeah, I would like to add a different point of view. So coming from the experience point of view, because uh, the challenge is that even if you, if you have qualifications and diplomas and so on, uh, people are looking for the answer if you will be able to manage project, right? So they are looking for the proof. And um, if you don't have experience in managing projects, it's difficult to prove that you will be a good project manager, right? So uh, from my perspective, it's important to have the role, not official role of project manager before you get into project management positions, just to show the people that, hey, I'm uh, active, I'm proactive, I can manage initiatives, I can manage projects, and then after you know one or two projects after one year of being of acting as a, as a project manager uh, this person can be easily promoted to project manager so just be proactive uh, and and uh, it will pay off all right thanks so there was some good advice from our panelists and i think charlotte we might be ready to jump to the next question thanks stefan um, we've got a question from Sebastian as our next question. Sebastian asks, can the panel please share their views about the soft skills a project manager would most likely need? All right, the soft skills. Um, Ashish, you raised your hand. You want to start first and then we hear from Chris? Sure. So I think a project manager definitely needs to be able to have two key skills, uh, you know, apart from the other several soft skills that a person needs to have. One, I think, is communication, uh, the ability to uh, be effectively communicate what you're thinking, what is your project plan, you know, what is it that you're trying to achieve. Right? So that's communication. And second, I think, is teamwork, uh, because as a project manager, you work with several people who do not have a direct reporting relationship with you. So it is kind of uh, not necessarily a situation where people are reporting into you and you have the authority, but you need to be able to be able to work along with them and they need to kind of help you uh, make the project a success. So I think, you know, communication and teamwork would be the two key skills that I would think of. All right. Okay. Thanks for that advice. And um, we hear then from Chris now. I'd add to what Ashish said and, and agree with what he said, but I'd add um, when you're a project manager, you're, you're leading people in a project. So leadership skills, I think, and developing those leadership skills is... ...as an individual. Things get hard. Um, things get tough in some projects. Um, being resilient and being able to withstand that and carry on the leadership, I think is absolutely vital. All right. Thanks, Chris. And uh, Tomas, your views, please. Mm, from my perspective, uh, there are a lot of skills that uh, my colleagues mentioned uh, already. But from my perspective, uh, one of the most important is uh, being brave. So courage, courage to step up and show that you, it proved that you you can manage projects, and um, also the courage to lead people, um, and the courage as well to be authentic. And we are talking about the leadership versus project management, or vice versa. But I think that um, as as Chris said, it's like you you lead people in the project, 
So you need to be uh, authentic as well for them to uh, believe you that you have the vision how this project can end up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree. And it, it's also probably makes a difference. We might come to this if you have a dedicated team or you, if you have just some shared resources to manage. I think that'll, that also makes a big difference. Um, we have uh, um, some people joining us. And I just want to share that there's Agnieszka um, from Poland. Hello, Agnieszka. Glad to have you here live as viewing live. And I think there are more people. Um, Kiran Suti is here from India. Hello, Kiran. Nice to have you here. And there's my colleague, uh, Shanice, and she's um, from the Sunshine Field, South Wales, UK. I think that is not happening too often. They <laughs> have Sunshine Field, South Wales. Um, but she, Shanice is asking all of you, just let us know where you are and introduce yourself in the chat from time to time during the show. We will show your names here. Charlotte, might we please go to the next question? We can, Stefan. We've got a question from Jana. Um, can you tell me the difference between a change manager and a project manager? All right. A question from Tatiana in Odessa. So I don't know if that's Odessa, uh, Sweden, or Odessa, Ukraine. That's the two cities I know with that name. Um, glad to have you here with that question. Um, so who wants to go first? Was it um, um, Tomas? Yes. Please, why don't yes. you start us off? Exactly. Um, first things first, that's a great question, uh, comparing those two, two roles. And uh, for me, project manager, uh, obviously, while managing project, you have a lot of changes going mm -hmm. on, changes in the backlog, changes in the scope of the project changes in terms of the costs. Yeah, so you need to be um, resilient to manage this change. But at the same time, change uh, manager or change agent, uh, I would call it that way, introduce the change in the organization. So it's more broader, it's more on the, on the more high level. Uh, for example, the change manager can introduce different ways of managing projects. So dif different ways of working. Let's say that we have waterfall projects going on in, in our company, and then we would like to transition to more agile project management. So this change manager or change agent <coughs> will do uh, the transition between those two, uh, two methodologies. That's how I understand change management in the company. And the change management in the project is more related to the changes that are going on inside the initiative, inside the project. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thanks for your thoughts, Tomasz. And uh, Chris, please. Uh, I think uh, if I remember back um, 15 years ago, the change manager was the person at the back end of a project who um, sort of <coughs> implemented the change that was being developed in the project. Life has evolved immensely since those days and most projects are delivering change within an organization so change is it doesn't back end a project it should be at the beginning of the project and understanding what change is needed change in behavior change in organization change in in structure within um within the uh, the deliverables of of the project and so i think change <coughs> manager or change management or managing change 
is a vital member of the project. Um, and it's not an either or. You need somebody to lead the project. You need somebody who understands how change is implemented in an organization as, as a right-hand person or a left-hand person, but a very senior person in the project team. All right. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't I mean, projects are always about to change. So it's the yes. either the impact <laughs> is it, it from 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 that. Okay, uh, very interesting. Um, Joseph, may I have your view, please? Thank you very much. I would like to talk about <coughs> the difference between business as usual and and project work. Projects are the way in which we introduce change into any business. So all of the outputs a project generates are to deliver. The focus of the project manager should always be organizing that delivery from planning to execution to closure, leading the team, organizing the time, budget, resources, and the quality the project needs to have to meet those requirements. The change manager has a different role. This person focuses on the people, feelings, emotions, all of those dynamics that it takes to take someone from uh, a present state, a current state, which is they know something, we're about to teach them something new and walk them from where they are to where they want to be in a certain way. So it complements the project management work. It actually takes on all of the artifacts the project creates and makes them palatable to the users, to the simple people who don't speak our language or technological jargon and walk them through the process. Sometimes this this is not straightforward. Is it most likely in any organization a, a very complex process? And a very good change manager could uh, is an invaluable resource for any project because they can focus on the people side of things, stories, narratives, journey that they are actually undertaking, and the project manager focuses on delivering on his commitments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely true. I, I agree to that. Um, Ashish, what's your view? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, pretty much concur with my colleagues in terms of what they've been saying. Uh, just an additional uh, step up would probably be that change manager is uh, a different role. And I think we should all consider that as a role separate from a project manager uh, because a change manager is really somebody who is driving uh, change across the organization in terms of the acceptability of what the project is delivering as an outcome. So while the project manager's role is focused on delivery of the outcome, the change, manager, change manager's role is more focused around accept, acceptability of the outcome and ensuring that people across the organization are able to understand the deliverables of the project and how it impacts their lives. Yeah, and uh, probably that the um, it's, it's, I think the initiation part is important. That the reason for the project, which very often comes from a change management initiative, right? Yeah. So thanks for yes. for your answer. I hope uh, Tatiana that mm -hmm. uh, that suits you well. Uh, we have uh, uh, Dings from Zimbabwe joining us. Hello. Um, I'm glad that you gave a shortcut to your name. Hello from Doha in Qatar, Bahia. Nice to have you here on our show. And Vienna, guten Morgen nach Wien. Hello. I think, Charlotte, I see that we have our first live question coming in from our viewers, which is great. Um, would you mind bringing that up? 
Certainly do, Stefan. We've got a question from Marina. How did you become a project manager? What was your first role and first experience within project management? Okay, so we hear from Thomas first. Yes, I would like to share my uh, little story about that. So I became a project manager starting um, taking more responsibilities on my shoulders. So at that time, I was a leading developer in, in Java. I was developing Java. And there was a need to go to the client side, to Vienna, actually. So I, I, the city always brings me a lot of, um, a lot of great um, memories. And I went to, to Vienna, to T-Mobile uh, company, uh, Deutsche Telekom. And then it became, there was a need for someone to coordinate the work between those two locations, uh, Vienna and Krakow. And that's how I take proactively, I took the proactively responsibilities um, on my shoulders. And then after some time, it was reflected, um, reflected on my title. So that was, that was pretty much my beginning uh, in the project management. Then I moved more to agile methodologies, uh, starting um, working in agile and introducing agile to this project management world. Um, in T-Mobile. All right. Thanks for sharing uh, your history on that. Let, let's hear from Joseph. Uh, my my story goes: I was a graduate <laughs> with IBM Australia. Uh, had very challenging projects to join as part of that program mostly supporting project managers with anything they needed and whatever the client needed. And after a while of struggling with all of the jargon and the technology and the millions of dollars the clients were spending on these projects, um, I actually decided to become a project manager because my project manager didn't think I had what it takes to be a project manager. So I decided not to let his opinion dictate my feelings. And out of... Um, Let's say in response to that, I got my qualifications in project management mm -hmm. and started gunning for project manager roles. And I moved to Canberra, working with different federal government agencies as a project manager direct. And my career has only been going forward since that moment with different methodologies, different levels, program management, portfolio management, change management, organizational change and benefits and all that beautiful stuff in this world. And I still don't think he'll believe that I'll be a good project manager, but I now have over 50 projects that prove that I actually did have what it takes. Sounds like you made it, Joseph, <laughs> that you earned the credentials. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Chris, would you like to step in here, please? Yeah, it's, it was a long time ago, but um, I stumbled into project management. I'd spent 13 years in retail operations management, and I was recruited by a consultancy organization. And um, they, I, I realized that consulting assignments, I now realize, were projects. Um, we were delivering them as projects. Um, and luckily, my employer... Um, decided that I needed to have some formal sort of training in the techniques rather than the what I call the skills of project management. Um, and so I went through that sort of training and accreditation um, and, and then had the opportunity to practice those techniques and build experience. 
Um, and I think that my, that example, you know, is is good for anybody that no, the project management skills and techniques that you learn are, are as applicable in line management and delivering in line management as they are in projects. Um, the th things like um, stakeholder management, um, structure, risk management, <coughs> those sort of things. Um, everybody in whatever role they're, they're, they're playing in an organization needs to develop those, those capabilities. So I stumbled into it, found it, uh, and then grew from there and um, didn't look back. Right, yeah. <clears throat> and it reminds me, if I may add this, and, and I think it was even in the 80s when the first person computers came in, my first project where I also stumbled in was to replace an IBM mainframe application with an automated spreadsheet. And afterwards, when I reviewed it, it all had the same elements in there. Stakeholder was field data evaluation of, of, of mainframe systems and all that, which started my life as, oh, project management actually can be fun. And of course, I had to sharpen skills later on, but that was my very first project, and um, I liked that a lot. Um, Charlotte, I think we can go and hopefully have answered this question for Marina sufficiently. Why don't we go just to the next one? Um, yes, you can, Stefan, sorry. We've got a question from Sven Gakko. Um, is it, if possible at all, could you share what a project manager should avoid the most? Oh, there must be answers coming in now from that panel. They probably have seen all of it. Okay, let's let's kick off with Joseph. I think one this answer uh, this this question can be answered in so many different ways. I would like to say, as a project manager, if you're leading a team, you should avoid gossiping the most. You have so much information from everyone around you that you need to get everyone to come together and you have to deal with a lot of personal problems, with a lot of uh, team camaraderie issues, non-collaboration, non-attendance, sickness, personal problems, that sort of thing, especially my current project has 250 people. So in, in that environment, you need to avoid the most to participate, acknowledge, or even trying to gossip. You're there to lead. <clears throat> That to lead, absolutely right. Uh, Ashish, what's your answer to Sven? I think you know, as a project manager, one should have a very calm head, and right? you should not lose your temper because you have multiple people that you're working with. And I think kind of relates to the uh, to the second question that we had, where somebody said, you know, what are the soft skills that are required? And you know, one of the panelists had answered that you need to have leadership skills, right? So you need to be composed towards the tenure of uh, you know your project life cycle, and uh, do not take things personally. So kind of jumping to what Joseph said, uh, you know, don't take anything personally. Uh, you will have ups and downs. There, you know, no project goes seamless uh, from the start to the finish. So you will have challenges, but be level-headed. Avoid uh, you know losing your temper and avoid uh, you know getting into conflicts. Uh, you know, try and resolve. Uh, those conflicts as you know, as leader. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Ashish. And um, Chris, how would you like to reply to Sven? Um, well, Sven, I, I would say that um, 
we we use the term sort of leading a project as opposed to sort of management of the of the project. So I would say to avoid over management of the subject matter expertise. The project manager may have subject matter expertise in the particular area that the project is is delivering, but the role isn't there as a subject matter expert. You have other subject matter experts as part of the project, and it's leading and orchestrating all of that expertise you have in the project. And it's giving room, I would say. You have to give room to those experts to deliver what they've committed to deliver in your project. So, Sven, I'd say that avoid being the expert in the content of the project and stick to leading the project and orchestrating um, the team that you have to contribute and deliver uh, within the project. Yeah, there's a tendency about focus on yeah. on what you're supposed to do as a project manager. Right, Thomas, would you agree to that? Yeah, I would definitely agree. And there are a lot of uh, great examples that my colleagues gave to us. Yeah, I would just add one more uh, to avoid complaints and to avoid being negative in, in the project because you are the one, you are the leader, you are the one that people uh, look at. So if you have can do attitude and uh, have the motivation and optimism, then everything else can be can be solved with, with your people. Just be you know be proactive, be optimistic. What's going on? What can be done? And avoid being uh, being in the state of negativity. So Sven, you heard it all. Yeah, leading, focusing. That's what a project manager should do, and that explains what what they should avoid. All right, uh, Charlotte, do you do you think we should we can go to the next question? Certainly can, Stefan. We've got a question from John Evans. Do the panel think that project management is compatible with agile? I'd love to answer no. this question myself. I'd love to, I'd love to answer it, but we, but we have we have to give the panel the first round, Charlotte. So I think if I if I'm right, then I think Thomas was first, and then Joseph. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. This is definitely um, the good way to uh, compile those two approaches. <laughs> Actually, project management, as I mentioned to you at the beginning, project management for me, it's doing everything to get the initiative done, right? And the agile approach is again the same, doing everything to get the initiative done. So the goal is, is common, the goal is, is the same. Now, uh, project management is more uh, in us connected with this waterfall approach from the late uh, 70s, 80s, while Agile is more modern and more flexible. But uh, there is a methodology, I guess, uh, APMG is that the one uh, that, that can uh, teach you how to do it yeah, and combine Agile practices with the project man good project management uh, patterns. And then you have the uh, domain of agile project management, which is uh, sometimes challenging to combine those two. But if you do it in a good way, it will definitely benefit. Right. Thanks, uh, Tomasz. <clears throat> I would say, and I give the word to Charlotte later on as well, but I would say there is no real distinction between waterfall and agile. I'm hearing this very often today. Um, because projects are is what project management is something that has to be delivered. The term waterfall and agile is rather the way how you deliver, 
but it doesn't say anything about the delivery itself. And I think we should keep that mm -hmm. in mind. But I stepped in, apologies for that, um, because I think it's Joseph next to reply. I think it is very important that we establish uh, the, the difference between uh, project management in, in the historical approach, what it used to be, as opposed to what it is in the last 10, 15 years in the world. With the emergence of technology and information waves, increasing iterations and fast-paced um, internet connection has made the whole world more intelligent, more instrumented, more interconnected. There was uh, the appearance of the agile methodologies because there are many methodologies that are agile. There's not just one and there's different frameworks to actually approach them. Of course, they are compatible, but these methodologies do not consider project management a role in those frameworks. They introduce new roles. They introduce roles like Scrum Master, or they introduce a role of a product owner or a subject matter expert. So this used to be business analysts before. This used to be project management uh, personnel before. So yes, they are compatible. Sometimes the misnomers don't fit. Most teams operate on different understandings of what the delivery process is. So whoever takes over the project and decides how we're going to deliver this needs to combine all of those views and come up with a way to tailor their own approach. And the other difference in which most people don't understand the compatibility of agile and project management is in the governance of the projects. The governance does not have any framework. The governance is however the company you work for, your client makes decisions. Sometimes mm. they follow certain patterns where you used to have a senior user and a senior supplier and someone in the middle to make the decisions when there were differences. And the project management uh, role used to present all of that for decision-making. Now those stakeholders are part of the Scrum and someone is documenting those decisions in the same way and fashion. So yes, they are compatible. Yeah, I think they are compatible. I mean, but, but as you say, project management is also about governance. And that's why we have um, qualifications like Agile PM um, um, in comparison to Scrum, which is a product development methodology, but doesn't have all these elements that project management is requesting, in particular, if you look at stakeholders and and uh, and the delivery. So um, that's why I think well, we have these um, qualifications on the market, very successful, like Agile PM. And I agree. So um, we have to make sure that it is compatible. That's our job as a project manager. And it's, like I said before, I still believe um, it's what we have to deliver is what project management does. And how we deliver it is a separate second question. All right. Uh, I think Tomas uh, wants to add yeah. something to that. <laughs> yeah, I would like to add, add to that. So this is debate and discussion uh, regarding met various different methodologies. I'm kind of um, agnostic to the methodologies. Obviously, Agile and Scrum are uh, va uh, widely used and, and have the great benefits. And also Agile PMs has, have the great benefits as well. And I wanted to tell you my view. My view is that there are, there are people out there, right? Managing the project, there are people managing the organization. And as, as Stefan said, there needs to be 
some way of uh, keeping those people informed, right? And make sure that those people trust uh, us as a delivery guys that we will deliver a project successful. And I think that Agile and Scrum methodologies are focused on products and people developing the software. That's right, about the engineers, teams, and so on. But we uh, do need to have something like Agile PM, for example, that thinks and ta uh, takes into account, uh, takes uh, into um, uh, accountability the um, people who are sponsoring the project, right? Who gives the money and then we can keep them informed by certain procedures and certain aspects of the governance of the project. Yeah. Well, thanks panel for uh, covering this question. Um, so we, we learned something more and I think Charlotte, um, we can go to the next question, right? We certainly can, Stefan. Um, we've got a question from somebody that comes from my hometown in Manchester in the UK. Where right. would you suggest, sorry, where would the panel suggest I start I start in becoming a project manager? Okay. <clears throat> what would we suggest? I think Ashish is the first one to have a suggestion. <laughs> Why don't you start us off here? <clears throat> I see. I think uh, you know, uh, depending on uh, you know what your background is, uh, you should first of all try and understand what is it uh, that a project manager uh, role or a job description looks like. So I think you know there are often fancy job titles that are available, and uh, people call them differently. So the first step, if you're wanting to become a project manager, is reading through you know a few job descriptions, which help you understand what is it expected of a job, uh, you know, of a project manager. And then, you know, kind of bifurcating that in terms of the soft skills that you may have or the technical skills that you may have. And from there, you align yourself to either picking up some of the skills through a certification program, a diploma, which is available in your respective country, or some of the standard, you know, more uh, globally recognized certifications like what APMG has or a PMI has, right? So going through those programs helps you get, a, you know, uh, get, helps you get to understand the framework and the templates and the process in terms of how a project manager operates. And from there on, you could start, uh, like, you know, I had said earlier, you could start as a PMO analyst where you get into a project management office and then you work your way through up uh, the ladder to become a project manager. Thanks, Ashish. Um, and I think when I when I look around the panel here and everybody shared his history of how to become a project manager, and I think some made it very systematically and some others just using Chris words stumbled uh, into that role. Is there anything, panel, you would like to add? So Chris, yeah. maybe you want to add something. Yeah, I, I, I would add, want to be a project manager. Now, how, how do you get into project management? Want to be a project manager. Um, and everything that, that Ashish just, just said is absolutely true. Whether you're contributing to a project as an SME or whether you're, you're your boss has just put you forward, grasp it. Um, we deliver everything through projects, whether they're formal projects or <coughs> informal sort of projects, but the world changes through delivery of projects. What a fantastic thing to be involved in, sort of helping 
in a small way, change happen within an organization, within a community, within within the world. Well, let, let's think big. So want to be into projects, want to be a project manager, want to lead people delivering change. Start off with that and the world will open up. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Chris. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> while you were talking, Chris, we see there are so many people who joined us live here on LinkedIn and YouTube from I would say from all over the world, great people that you're here and uh, thanks for listening in. Um, I think Charlotte, look, we look if we have a next live question maybe coming from all the people. Um, Certainly do, Stefan. We've got a question from Ahmed. Ahmed um, is a live LinkedIn viewer. They ask, following on from your answers to the earlier question, is it possible to ignore some project management soft tools and use your skill to manage the project? Um, not sure if I get this answer uh, to this question right. Management soft tools, but maybe Ashish is smarter than I am and can give <laughs> us a view. <laughs> <laughs> I think what uh, you know, what the viewer is trying to ask is that is it okay to innovate? Right, uh, that's how I read the question. That while there is something which is prescribed, uh, which is prescribed, you know, through you know, through the different books or through what the panel has said, I think the person is trying to say that, you know, can I use uh, you know my own scale or kind of innovate uh, in a specific process area <clears throat> to manage a project? Well, I would say you know you can definitely innovate and project management while. Uh, any project management methodology, in my opinion, gives you a framework to operate in. It tells you, you know, th these these are the guidelines. These are things that you need to be careful about and mindful, uh, right from the initiation to the closure of a project. But uh, you definitely need to use your own skill to adapt to the project, to adapt to the changes that are happening. So in case you have a strong intuition and you feel that, you know, if I do this, this could be better for my project. Absolutely, please go ahead and try it. But, uh, you know, uh, not all intuitions work. Uh, that's what my experience has been, that you definitely fail as well, and which is where these uh, frameworks help you not to fail, right? So if you're trying something new, please ensure that you have artifacts or data points to support your uh, you know, approach. But uh, absolutely be, be innovative and adapt as you may you know, deem fit for the situation. All right, thanks, Ashish. Yeah, so in so prefer the the human skills over ChatGBT um, or whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, uh, Chris. How about your your view? Yeah, um, I think that's that's a great sort of response, Ashish. What I'd add is that um, I wish every project that I started um, put on the rails and stayed on the rails all the way through. They never do. Life invades a project things happen. Um, having confidence, as, as Ashi said, in your own capability and experience, when to apply that, that's what you learn as, as, as you go through some of the challenges. So don't be afraid. That was a great point that you have a framework. You're not, it's not prescriptive. All of the methodologies, all the life cycles are frameworks. And you have to apply your own experience and your own knowledge um, when you think it's right to do it. So do it. Mm, yeah, great. Thanks, Chris. Um, so, Ahmad, I hope this uh, gave you some um, some view on uh, on your question. So, I think we just step to the next one. We have a bunch of questions coming up. I think. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks, uh, Stefan. Um, we do have a live LinkedIn question from Luda Miller. Uh, could you Luda share Miller. the hiring criteria? Uh, sorry, could you share the hiring criteria you choose when hiring a new team member? All right. So this is about um, team members. Okay. So we start with Ashish and then hear from Thomas. Yes, I think, you know, the skills that you look for when you look at a resume and you're hiring, it depends in terms of the kind of project that you're looking for. Uh, often it has been, and, you know, my personal observation has been that when you hire with people who have experience in the same domain, uh, it is helpful because you then understand the uh, the periphery or the boundaries in, in, in which you are operating. Uh, but there is a contrary thought to that as well, which says that you should be hiring specifically for project management skills and then people adapt to the domain. Uh, but I think increasingly as we kind of move ahead, I have seen, you know, and I personally also like to hire people who have project management experience within the domain. So one domain alignment, I feel, is something that I'm looking for. Uh, and second is that, you know, when uh, you scan through a resume or when you're talking to an individual, you also want to see how adaptable the person is uh, and what is the level of, uh, you know, flexibility and uh, adaptability to the situation and being able to innovate, uh, you know, runtime. I think those are the three things that I would be looking for. Thanks, Ashish. And then we hear from Tomash. Uh, Ashish made a great point about adaptability to the, to the environment. And uh, that's definitely important for me as well. And I would like to tell you the, uh, from the different angle, how I look when I uh, would like to hire someone. I'm looking for the confidence that I can have that this person will um, deliver the value to the organization. And by delivering the value, I see um, those two aspects. One is the adaptability to our organization. So there are various companies in the market and various companies have the different ways of working. So I'm looking uh, to the person that he or she is adaptable in terms of uh, ways of working. He or she would like to experiment. And then the other aspect is about getting along with people. So uh, during project, we work with the people, with stakeholders, with the project team. There are a lot of uh, different point of views and the project manager, according to me, should be able to get along with everyone and uh, make the best out of it. So those two aspects are more the, the most crucial. Crucial. And then I, I look on those two aspects in the, in the experience of the candidate. So that's why it's important for me to have someone who is experienced not only in project management per se, but experience in delivering, delivering results. It can be uh, the activities outside of work, it can be some volunteering activities, but I would like to see that someone delivered the results on their uh, shoulders and then can bring the benefits of the company. Good point, thanks, uh, Thomas. And uh, Joseph, let's hear from, from you. Thank you very much. I would like to answer this question in two parts. So the first part is the hiring criteria. Every single time we go out to market to hire a new individual for our teams, 
the selection criteria is, is basically the essential component people need to address in writing to respond that they are interested to the project. That gives us two pointers. Number one, they can write, they can understand the questions and respond <laughs> accordingly. Uh, those are the main skills that gets them to the interview. Now, the second part is, okay, we would like to interview this person. Um, and just to align with Tomash in this answer, I, I absolutely agree with you. The number one question any candidate should address is, can you be trusted? Can, are you a trustable individual? Can we trust you to deliver value? If you are able to answer, regardless of your competency level, that you are a trusted individual in that regard, you will definitely be hired. People, when they get rejected in interviews, it's because they don't trust them at an essential level. Thanks, Joseph. Very great uh, advice uh, coming here through the panel. Now, I mean, we covered a lot today um, on, on, on this show. Um, I'm conscious at the time and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a bit, bit sad about not covering all the questions that came in through Slido today. But I would like to give the panel a chance to, um, to share some with some closing remarks, share something and give people something on the way um, as they're listening to us, um, what you would like them to know as a good advice. And I would like to start with uh, Tomas first, please. Okay. I think that the great summary is what Joseph just said about the trust. And it's, it's definitely inspiring and it's, it's true. It's true that project manager is the one who deliver trust to the stakeholders and to the project team. He or she, by working in the various methodologies, delivering all the products and so on, he or she is the one that company trusts by hiring this person by giving this person the budget for the project and uh, trust uh, the company trust that this person will deliver uh, the results. So doing a little, a little bit of re, uh, reverse engineering, if you will, if the project manager is the one based on trust uh, for, the, um, for the stakeholders, you can think about how you can deliver trust to your stakeholders, even if you are not the project manager uh, yet. And then one, once you trust it, as Joseph said, you will be, you will become one. All right. Thanks, uh, Tomas. And uh, <clears throat> let's hear from Joseph. I, I would like to complement my answer by saying that trust component if you're able to get it right the project will, will potentially take less time to complete and it will cost less if you don't have people's trust things will take longer and you may not deliver mm. right yeah good advice thanks um <clears throat> so uh, we continue with ashish on the closing remarks, please. I think project management is a journey uh, and uh, not all projects are always, uh, you know, like Chris had said, you know, they don't follow the straight path. 
you will have ups and downs uh, it's it's challenging uh, you might be disappointed with some of the outcomes that you're getting but i think uh, you know it's a journey don't lose hope and uh, be strong be strong right be strong be a leader be strong chris what's your closing remark please um we we did have a question on on agile earlier on um but um okay we have um chris obviously needs a moment to think about this maybe we um um start with or, or, or continue with uh with charlotte how did you or what would be your closing remarks for today my closing remarks are that thank you to the panel and thank you to our live viewers that have submitted some great <clears throat> questions. Um, I think that one great opportunity for anybody starting out in project management is um, look at the Agile Business Consortium or perhaps Praxis Framework um, as a start for free resources to becoming a project manager and starting that journey. Thank you so much for everybody's time. Yeah, uh, of sure. And, and you're right, Charlotte, and, um, and in particular, Praxis Framework. I think we need more community-driven <clears throat> frameworks, again, and less commercialized. So I'm absolutely with you. Chris, you had a stop when you were giving your closing remark. I want to give you a second chance yeah. to share your views. Thank you. The, the technical gremlins get in everywhere, don't they? <laughs> uh, what, what I was talking to myself about um, was that we heard... <laughs> Um, the question about Agile earlier on. Um, and as I'm working with more and more, more businesses, they're looking to become more Agile businesses rather than using the Agile framework in, in delivery. Um, and the, the the people who are working on these projects are, are, are evolving. You know, they're, they're sort of gone from millennials to Gen Z coming into the uh, Gen Alpha generations. Um, they work differently. They think differently to the way I used to think when I was in my mid-20s, early, early 30s. So ways of thinking and understanding the people who are part of your project, I think, is going to be vital to become a successful leader and deliverer of projects. And, and just as a, as, as a bit of a plug, there is a, a book uh, recently uh, published called Agile Beyond IT, which is one of the finalists for the um, best business books in the UK for 2023. I would commend anybody who is delivering projects to, to get hold of that book and read it, because that's the context in which businesses will be working for the next 10, 15 years, and you're delivering projects within a context. Um, so I would commend people that book and yeah. learn a little bit about the way organizations are going. And this has been a blast. I've really enjoyed listening to the questions, uh, listening to colleagues' answers. So um, thank you for having me. Yeah. And by the way, um, uh, to our viewers, uh, all the books or publications that have been mentioned, you will find them in the show notes uh, later on. Well, thank you very much. First of all, our viewers, our producers for the excellent questions today. Um, like I said in the beginning, watch out for your name in the credits if your question was selected. And thanks to the panel. It was really a pleasure having that conversation with you. So thank you very much. Over on our website, 
he can search for answers to more than 1,500 questions in the meantime. It's a comprehensive, free resource connecting you with 170 experts, and that number is growing, from around the world. This show will also be available on audio versions on your preferred podcast platform, if it is Spotify, Apple, or Google. This Friday, the 10th of March, we have episode 138 coming up as we explore the theme of how to grow your business by measuring the right things. And then on Monday, the 13th, we spend some time with how to build a better business case. So you can see, we are always close to practical needs, having your ears, eyes, and sound even closer to what it takes to level up your career. Subscribe to the show if you like it, and we will send you a personal summary of what's coming up and how you can join us here on the panel and level up your career with APMG. Thanks, everyone. It's a great pleasure. See you on the next show.